Okay, hello everyone, and welcome to Chit Chats with Ash, where we talk about young adult things, whether it be school, career, relationships, personal development, etc. I'm your host, Ashley, aka Ash. Don't forget to follow this podcast so you'll never miss an episode. Alright, before we get started, I just wanted to put a disclaimer or trigger warning for this week's episode. This week, we will be chatting about body positivity and body image, so I'll be touching base on physical appearance, whether it be weight, height, body, whatever it may be. So just, if that triggers you, please, maybe this might not be the episode for you, and just tune in for the next one, but yeah, I think as confident as we can say we are we still have some things that we're insecure about but before we get started on the podcast episode let's talk about some updates um there hasn't really been much going on obviously because we're in the middle of a pandemic but my back's been hurting a lot and i'm not quite sure if i should invest in a desk riser or a whole new standing desk type of thing because i've been meaning to replace the one in my room back in toronto so in my head i thought why would i get a desk riser when i could just get a whole new desk but then i'd have two desks in waterloo and that doesn't make any sense although i do have room for another desk in my room but I feel like it would be too cluttered. So I'm kind of in a dilemma. And yeah, I could stretch every 30 minutes, but sometimes I find that disrupting my workflow and I tend to get really distracted. Let's say I'll be working for 30 minutes. I used to do that Pomodoro method actually, where you work for 25 or 30 minutes and then you rest for five. And I always found myself just zoning out (laughs) during the break. And then the break, the five minute break, would turn into an hour so that is why i don't work in short intervals (laughs) i've also been looking at vitamin subscriptions i took like if you don't know me i take a lot of vitamins and supplements because i'm weak and honestly i'm going to get all the help i can get for my body to function properly i just have a bunch of these jars in my cabinet my medicine cabinet is like it's, it's kind of concerning if you look into it at first, but it's all just all vitamins and supplements. But I want to, something that's more convenient. So those little packs like Care-of or brands similar to that where the vitamins or supplements are packed into a day. So then you could just open a pack and you have all your supplements there. Because when I come to think of it, I actually spend quite... A bit of money on supplements a month with those big jars because these jars are like 30 bucks each 20 to 30 bucks and so financially i think it would make more sense to do that vitamin subscription thing but i don't know yet we'll see how it works out whether i like it or not because i'm a big fan of the gummies and i don't want pills i want gummies <laughs> yeah that's the update that's the update for the week <laughs> okay so i've been meaning to talk about this topic because i feel like a lot of us have some kind of insecurity with their body or a lot of us have been affected by societal standards on what the definition of beauty is and so we will be talking about that today 
Beauty is a social construct. Basically, society has a big say on what beauty is. And so we only think things are beautiful if the media says it is. You know, if you don't see it on a magazine or on TV, then that means that, oh, if I don't look like that, that means I'm ugly. Like, no, it's not. That's not the case. But that's what we were taught or that's just how we think. And culture also affects the definition of beauty. You know, what might seem beautiful in North America might be completely the opposite of the definition of beauty in Asia. Like, I know in North America, people always want to tan, and so we have all these fake tanners and such, whereas in countries like the Philippines, there's colorism. So if you're not pale or if your skin isn't, like, snow white, that means you're ugly. And honestly, like, stuff like your the color of your skin should not dictate your beauty, because you were born with that color and it's not like you're going to bleach your skin like not everyone like that isn't something that you can just do and not it's not safe too i also wanted to add how in some cultures like the filipino culture it's kind of like a norm to comment on someone's weight the first thing you say to them when you see them not gonna lie like whenever i go to fam jams or we have those holiday parties i get so anxious and i literally don't want to go sometimes because i know that i'm going to get commented on my weight or you know like hey you you gained weight or hey like you're losing weight oh or like i don't know like i don't i don't i don't want to hear about my weight man like I'm just here to, uh, to hang out with you guys, just have a good time, but no, we're gonna talk about my weight, and oh my gosh, I just hate it when people talk about weight, and even for my neighbors, like, yo, I don't even know you, who are you, yet you're like, oh, you got big, I'm like, no, you really have the audacity to comment on my weight, we don't need these unnecessary remarks on how people look can you at least ask how i'm doing or hey like how's it going but no we're going to say hey you gained weight because apparently that's normal in the filipino culture honestly i just want to i wonder who started this in the culture i want to talk to them and be like what were you thinking when you introduced this (laughs) to this culture like what oh i think i just think it's so messed up because that's what leads to body dysmorphia and You know, it starts to make you wonder if you're pretty or if you're actually ugly or whatever. So what really is the whole definition of beauty? It kind of makes me wonder, like, you know, what is perceived to be beautiful right now in today's society? Would it be considered beautiful in 20 years from now? That's just something I want to, I think about sometimes. And... An example could be back in the day. I still remember when I was growing up, like in grade 7 or grade 8, I remember always seeing these models and I always felt like I needed to be skinny and I needed to be like just lanky. Even though I'd be doing these unhealthy habits or living with these unhealthy habits to make myself look a certain way, I felt like it wasn't gratifying i think we've definitely gotten better in terms of being more inclusive when it comes to fashion ads 
and body positivity, but the majority of women grew up with the expectation of being small, taking little space, and just being petite and fragile. And I don't mean to offend anyone who's more on the smaller side or just attack them, but I want to acknowledge first that small people or those who are more on the smaller side, they also do get criticized for their weight. You know, it's not only bigger people that get criticized, but smaller people as well. For example, like people always think, oh, you're not eating enough or, oh, you look pale, you look sick. But yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge that. I just wanted to say in general, society has taught us to be small. You know, we were taught to be skinny. And, you know, if your fingers don't wrap around your wrist, then that means you're big. Like, I don't understand I still remember when I was 18 years old, I was talking to a guy and I vividly remember saying that I wanted to become fit, like those Gymshark or athlete athletes. Then this guy had the audacity to reply that girls shouldn't be too muscular and that he personally liked smaller women. And mind you, I was and still am nowhere near a small woman, like why are you even talking to me? You really had the nerve to slide into my DMs when you know that and I'm not 5'3 or something. Like, what? Who? You're talking to the wrong person. And if you expect me to be like those Victoria's Secret models who are 5'9 but also size 4, yeah, you're, you're talking to the wrong person. So I just, that really pissed me off. And... I don't know like why would why am I going to let a guy dictate on how I should look and so I remember being really angry and I was like yeah you know what I'm going to be squatting three plates and you can't stop me and if you're wondering if I could squat three plates no I can't I can only squat like a plate and a half at most because I really weak back and I did not strength train enough clearly I think that's what really made me want to go to the gym and start lifting even more it's kind of like a human natural human process or response where if someone tries to tell you what to do it's like in a way they're taking away your freedom so you're like oh i'm going to prove you wrong and so that was definitely the case for me but anyways moral of the story don't let a guy tell you how you should look like because if he does then you should tell him bye. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, I feel like society has taught us to be skinny, besides zero, and the whole thigh gap thing. I remember taking mirror photos when I was in high school, and I'd always do that thing where to make yourself look like you have a thigh gap, you would have to kind of stick out your butt in a way. And... <laughs> Now that I look back on it, I don't think that's what I want. And I don't think a thigh gap should signify whether you are healthy or not. Because there are perfectly healthy people with no thigh gaps. So I just thought that was interesting. Naturally, I'm a mesomorph, so I naturally have an athletic build. And yes, that means I am a fridge. I am a walking fridge, literally, but that's okay because I can build muscle and I am healthy. My body, even though I might be a walking fridge, this walking fridge body frame 
helps me get to the places I need to be and do the things I need to do. I grew up playing sports where being incredibly skinny wasn't really an option or it was kind of unsafe, at least for me. Like, I'd play... I was more into close contact sports, so rugby and field hockey. And so, I don't know, being, especially in the positions that I was in, I think, yeah, in high school I played a scrum half. And so people would always try to tackle me and come at me. Uh, Yeah, we were basically the quarterbacks, if you don't know how rugby works. But yeah, so the opposing team would always try to get me and I would be getting tackled left and right if I didn't pass the ball ASAP, or even after I passed the ball, I'd still be getting tackled because rugby. Just imagine being trampled by a whole team of strong women. Like, I probably would have come out of the whole season with a few broken limbs, but thank God I didn't. So yeah, I don't think being incredibly skinny would be beneficial for me. So I don't think clothing size should define your worth like do you have to be considered a size zero to four to be considered pretty even for me a lot of people might think i'm small or whatnot but even if my waist is all bone like back in high school i i still couldn't fit into a size four the smallest i can go is probably a size six i have a wider waist naturally again with that whole fridge thing (laughs) uh i know like it's something that i'm self-conscious about but it's kind of more of a joke now that i think of it because a fridge (laughs) i just think it's funny anyways going off topic yeah like the smallest i can go is a size six and so i'd literally have to shave half like a quarter of my hip to fit into a size four because my bones are just big if that makes any sense. I don't know the whole science behind it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, it's just people have different builds. Sometimes fitting into those sizes aren't even feasible or it isn't realistic. Like, what if you have genetics that don't even allow that or your genetics are more, aren't petite, like, you know, you'd have to undergo surgery or insane fitness and diet regimens to fit into specific sizes. And yeah, although you might look that way, specifically by doing those insane fitness and diet regimens, I don't think that would be healthy for your mind. If you do that, and and that works for you then by all means continue to do that but i know for the majority of the people that i know and the stories that i have heard just constraining yourself and limiting yourself to all these things that you love to eat and do it's not the best for your mind i feel maybe that's just my take on it which is why i'm not really into the whole diet thing i remember i used to try to like, go on these crazy, insane diets where I'd be eating 1,200 calories, 1,100 calories a day. And honestly, what? Like, I don't know what I was thinking (laughs) because I remember always being so tired 
and I never had energy to do anything and I, I just had a lot of brain fog because I wasn't eating enough. I wasn't getting the nutrients that I needed. So I don't necessarily think following a diet works, but I'm also the type of person to go to a dietitian and so and dietitians don't believe in diets. <laughs> it's more of just intuitive eating and being mindful of what you eat like it's okay to have carbs it's okay to have fats you know these are all sources of energy that your body needs to to do everyday bodily functions yeah i don't think diet regimens are the way to go when it comes to losing weight or looking a certain way what have i been doing i think for me i've been more into just eating every two to three hours and I don't mean I'm eating big, gigantic buffet meals. I'm eating snacks. If I'm eating a carb, I'm always going to have a protein or a source of fat with it to keep myself full. And in terms of my meals overall, I generally try to eat healthy throughout the week. Although, not gonna lie, I love takeout so much, especially Korean fried chicken. Oh, chef's kiss so good i think i'm gonna get korean fried chicken tonight i think i think yeah i think it's all about balance eating out doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to gain weight it's all about how much you eat you know like the amount you eat not eating to the point where you're stuffed and full i have that problem where i would literally eat to the point where i'm stuffed like i turn into snorlax i just i just die but yeah, it's just eating intuitively and knowing when you are satisfied and when to stop. Growing up, my parents would always tell me, oh, don't waste food. Make sure you eat every single thing on your plate because there are people starving in Africa. But then the stuff I eat is going to go out the other way eventually. So it will be going back down to the earth, I think. If it's not going to get thrown out, it's going to go through your body like, you could always pack it up, you could always take things to go, you could always save it for the next day, have takeout, you know, you just have another meal to eat, and you're saving money too. So that's something I try to keep in mind whenever I do eat out. I don't associate eating out with unhealthy eating, I associate eating out more with, like, spending too much money. <laughs> but generally, I try to eat more whole foods, just watching what I eat. I don't really have any packaged snacks. I kind of, I don't really snack on those types of things. I guess the most processed thing I have is my pasta because I love pasta. I love carbs and my crackers because those aren't naturally made, obviously. I think now people are more focused on being fit and being strong, which I like. I live for that. It's all about, you know, working out and living a healthy and active lifestyle to make yourself feel your best. You don't need to look your best as long as you feel your best. But I feel like sometimes feeling your best is associated with looking your best. Like, I think, I don't know if it's just me, but whenever I'm working out and I'm watching the people that I'm following i'm just like wow these people are so hot like 
I want to be like her. Her biceps are beautiful. I I don't know who it's who the girl I'm watching is. Let me search it up. Okay, her name is Caroline Gervin. Like I think she's so hot, and I'm like, okay, I think I'll feel my best when I look like her, even though that isn't the case. And it's really hard not to think that way because, like, yo, these people are beautiful. But I also fail to take into account that these people have been weightlifting for five years. Whereas for me, I'm pretty inconsistent when it comes to that. I used to weightlift a lot in second year. And then in third year, I just stopped as a whole because I was just busy and tired of life. And then the pandemic hit. And so I got into hit workouts more like Chloe Ting challenges. But those aren't for me. I, I dread Chloe Ting challenges, so I don't do hit. I'm I stick to weightlifting because that's what I enjoy and that's what works for my for me. It's something that I love to do. But yeah, I just fail to consider that these are athletes who have been training for years. I shouldn't really be comparing myself to them, and I should be more patient with myself. Like I'm not going to look that snatched after working out for a week. I also learned that although I might not have a six-pack and have a little tummy action going on, (laughs) like, that's perfectly normal. As women, our little lower belly fat was meant to protect our uterus. I saw this post on social media. I think it was Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. I'm not quite sure, but it was basically a model, and she was thin, but she still had that little lower belly fat and I was like oh and I that's when I learned that that little belly was meant to protect our uterus like this this stuff why would I want to get rid of something that was meant to protect life and so now I'm not really too critical about it or kind of going crazy on strengthening or toning my lower abs or my lower stomach lower core I kind of just do whatever I used to feel really insecure about that but now I'm not really insecure about that because I learned that it's normal to have that another thing that I wanted to talk about or mention is that beauty is subjective and what others might think is ugly may be beautiful in another person's eyes and I think we can all relate when it comes to this because when someone asks who you're talking to or who your partner is or so-and-so like sometimes you're scared that they might think the person's ugly when in your eyes they're not but you're still scared of that judgment for example my friend could think her boyfriend is the most beautiful person on earth and I'm like yeah he's okay you know he's not really my type but yeah I try to emphasize that he's not my type because that's why I don't find him like oh he's the most beautiful person in the world but yeah I just think that beauty is subjective you know just because someone doesn't think someone is pretty doesn't mean that you have to think they're not pretty as well there's that saying where beauty is within the eye of the beholder who cares if people don't think the person is beautiful you know as long as you think that person is beautiful then they are beautiful i want to say that it's all about personality but in my experience or from my experience I realized that your personality 
also has an impact on how people see you physically. I, okay, I'm not going to expose anyone and I'm not going to lie, I have been dissed on the kind of guys that I've gone for in the past. Not going to lie, my family still kind of just jokes about it. Or jokes about some of the guys that I've talked to. And they're like, oh, remember that time when you talked to? Oh, remember that time you dated? Or remember that? Like, oh my gosh, why you gotta bring that up, first of all? (laughs) Like, let's not talk about that. I was just thinking about it. And honestly, like, I found those people attractive because I got to know their personality. And I got to know or have more insight on who they are as a person. I saw that they were good people, and as a result, I thought that they were beautiful. And so that is why I say that beauty is subjective. Well, this is, this was a touchy subject and just something I wanted to get off my chest because I think a lot of us are going through it right now in terms of our of body image and insecurities. Like, I just wanted to let you know that you don't need to look a certain way to be beautiful. Everyone is beautiful in their own way. And as cliche as it sounds, it's actually true. Yeah, you don't need to be a size zero to be beautiful. You don't need to be skinny or have curves to be beautiful. And if a guy tells you that you need to look a certain way, go tell him to fuck off. (laughs) Anyways, it was nice chatting with y'all. And I will chat with you in the next episode. There's no stopping.